Hello, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. Welcome to our podcast, Unspoken Roads, with Balaji, Ashray, and me, Sindhu. Through our podcast, our aim is to showcase the journey of those hustlers who not only faced failures, challenges head-on, but also converted it into success without flashing it in public. It's an absolute honor to welcome Abash to our unconventional podcast. He's a VP Marketing at Springworks, host of the Shape of Work podcast, mentor at Lead by STL and Build by STL, and soon going to launch SaaS brand marketing CBC. I'm now, now going to give the platform to Abhash and would in, you know, request him to introduce himself. Thanks. Thanks, Indu. So, so glad to be the first guest on uh, this podcast. It's always a pleasure. Uh, you know, I, uh, we started our own podcast like 10 months back and I totally understand how it feels to be doing your first one. So very, very glad and, uh, uh, you know, excited about this podcast. A little bit about myself, like you said, I head the marketing function at Springworks, which is a, a HR tech company. We build products for the HR function. Uh, before this, I have been part of a couple of media companies. I was with Your Story, early employee at Your Story. Uh, was there for around three and a half years, I had a short stint at Factor Daily, uh, another media startup. And I started my career at Baiju's, uh, interestingly in sales, and now I do marketing. Uh, but yeah, Baiju's, of course, you know, everyone knows about it. But at that point, you know, I was employee number 27, uh, very, very small setup. Um, and uh, the product was also very, very different. So yeah, interesting stuff. Uh, with, the, with the career, I feel like, at least, I mean, even if I say so, uh, but uh, startups, something I've been, you know, a career startup person, I've never worked at any big company. Uh, I almost feel like when the company starts becoming bigger, I just go to my next zero to one journey. But uh, thankfully, that's not the case with Springworks. But yeah, that's a little bit about myself. Oh, thank you so much. The pleasure is ours. And, you know, um, the experience which you have showcased is like, you know, that's what we wanted to know about more. And um, I have seen your profile also, and you've just spoken that, you know, you took a stint or a break in between. Uh, if you can throw some light on that, you know, what was the reason behind it? And, you know, um, how did you deal with that particular break? Yeah, sure, sure. So. Uh... Two things, actually. One, the first thing uh, where I took a break, well, I didn't take a break, actually, but I left something that I was doing was uh, my first very, my own startup. Uh, so I have spoken about this. This is on my Twitter as well. Uh, when I was back in college, this was 2010, and uh, we started our own startup. So we, we, you know, uh, we had this business plan competition. This is 2010, by the way, right? So only IITs had incubators, right? Yeah. And uh, and I am not from an IIT. I am from a college called uh, Manipal Institute of Technology. And that was the first year they started an incubator, right? So startup was something which was completely new concept for the students of this uh, college. Uh, but I thankfully had a friend, uh, his name is Prayadeep Sinha, uh, who I started the startup with, who was very interested in this world. So he, what he would do is he would, you know, uh, uh, participate in business plan competitions. And he actually won a couple of them. So in seventh semester of college, I teamed up with Priyadi and we participated in the business plan competition, which was a part of the tech 
uh, fest, tech fest that happens in engineering colleges, right? And we ended up winning it. And then we took that plan and we went to NIT Suratkal, we went to IIM Bangalore, uh, 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 IIT Bombay was the one that never selected us. Uh, still, I still think about it sometimes, IIT Kanpur, and we won a bunch of uh, business plan competitions. So I think we won like 8 lakh rupees worth of prizes by doing wow. all of this. So then, you know, we thought, uh, why not convert this into a company? The incubator had just started. We got a grant. We were the first company to start getting incubated there. But six months into it, I started feeling like, you know, I was not meant to be an entrepreneur. Like it, this, there was this huge weight on my shoulders and uh, I started avoiding my co-founder, Priyadeep, who, by the way, is a great friend, you know, uh, one of my best friends even to date. Uh, and then, you know, one day I took the decision that, you know, I'm not meant for entrepreneurship. This is late 2011. I told Priyadeep that, you know, I'll be moving out of this. And it was like a weight was taken off my shoulders. Like that was the first, uh, you know, I, I won't call it a failure uh, because I felt much better after that experience. But, but it was one of those things where I took a conscious decision to not do something uh, because it, I was not feeling up to it. Or I was not ready for it, right? I wanted to work for something, someone else. And that's when Baiju's happened. Where I worked for nine months, I liked the company a lot, the way it was growing, but something didn't feel right. Uh, I also had a personal loss. And it was at this point that I decided to quit my job at Baiju's. Now, of course, when I quit the entrepreneurship path, I was able to fairly easily get into Baiju's because, you know, there were many people from Manipal uh, who were working at Baiju, so, the, so they got me in. But this time I had no plan at all. And what I decided essentially was I will give myself an year or two to figure out what, what I wanted to do. And uh, yeah, this is the break, uh, the stint that you're talking about. There is uh, nothing on my profile for those few, uh, I think nine or 10 months. Um, so I, I don't know if you can call it a failure. Like in the hindsight, it doesn't seem like, you know, at that point, of course, when I had no job, it was scary because, you know, you're not making any money, but in hindsight, it feels like an easy decision. I don't know. So, so when you took that particular decision and when you were actually exploring what you want to achieve and what you want to do in life. So what was those top things which came to your mind that you really wanted to achieve? And what were the top two things which came to your mind that, okay, if I would have, you know, continued entrepreneurship or job, uh, you know, I would have been at a different level if I would have done those two things. Yeah, definitely. I would, I would be lying if I said that, you know, these thoughts didn't cross my mind, like not making any money. And I exhausted my savings quite quickly because, you know, I literally had been in, that was my first job at Baiju's and I had like worked for nine months. So you can imagine how much savings I would have had yeah. at the age of 23, you are not really saving, right? So 23, 24, whatever I was. Um, so yeah, those thoughts crossed my mind a lot. Uh, what, but I, but what I was very sure about was I wanted to do something with startups because of my exposure to startups. And of course, I used to read about uh, startups a lot. Uh, and back then it was basically your story and unplugged. Now it's called Next Big What. Of course, they have moved away from being a startup news uh, story portal. Uh, so what I started doing was in, two, this is 2012, by the way. 
sorry, this is 2013 because I left at the end of 2012. I started attending a lot of these events. And, uh, you know, at that point, uh, I think, yeah, literally your story would do event or, you know, there will be one unplugged event per year, but otherwise your story would do an event in like their three and a half BHK, uh, you know, office. Uh, but yeah, those thoughts crossed my mind a lot. In fact, I did a bunch of things during that nine, 10 month period. Um, one was, you know, I found, so one day I was playing uh, tennis with a friend who lived in this fancy apartment. And uh, there were these uh, French uh, guys also playing tennis next to us. So there are two courts and they're playing next to us. And they were like, you know, I mean, we started having a conversation and then they said how they are struggling uh, finding a tutor for their kids because, you know, uh, they are from a French background. So the language itself was a problem, but then they also had to find a tutor who would be. So I started tutoring the French kids. So they were like, you know, three kids uh, from, you know, uh, various age ages. So one was like in uh, second grade, fourth grade, sixth grade, something like that. I started tutoring them on the side. So that, you know, allowed me to make some money. By the way, they paid really well. This is 2013 and they paid me like 600 rupees per hour, uh, which was quite nice. Uh, and then, you know, uh, a bunch of people um, defected from Baiju's and they started their own, uh, you know, uh, Baiju's competitor. So I, whatever I had learned at Baiju's, I started helping them, uh, uh, you know, with that uh, as well. And yeah, a bunch of other things. I started writing for uh, Trackin. Uh, Trackin is quite a big YouTube channel, but they, back then it was a blog. I mean, there is still a blog, but I think Arun now focuses on the YouTube channel. So I started writing articles for Trackin, the publication. So yeah, these bunch of things, you know, brought in some money here and there, which was enough to sustain. I had very nice friends who allowed me to live at their place and, you know, didn't ask me to split the rent. Uh, all of that happened. Uh, but yeah, and now that I think about it in hindsight, that's privilege, right? That you have even friends that allow you to do that. Uh, but yes, Indu, like you said, you know, uh, there was a lot of, uh, I don't want to use this word struggle because, you know, I had a house to sleep in, you know, enough money Absolutely. to make do, but you, you, so you see friends around you, you know, um, hanging out, partying and things of that sort, but you're not able to do that. And uh, yeah, definitely. But what I uh, was sure about is I would figure something out. That figure, uh, I don't know what you want to call it. If, if, if This is definitely not a word, but that figure out ability is very important. When you have confidence in yourself, uh, you know, basically when you hit, the bottom right you know there is the only way is up and uh, when i had sort of this confidence about myself that i will figure it out so i think that helped uh, during that time well that's great basically two things which i could gauge uh, you know uh, the experience which you have shared is that one uh, is that the universe was working for you because you were able to, you know, pick up small little things and yeah. do something uh, and create some value out of it. And, um, and the second thing, the most important thing which people these days and the youngsters lack is faith. Yeah. You know, you had that faith that you will figure things out and you would move ahead. So, uh, because I have come across, uh, you know, youngsters uh, who come and take guidance and counseling, uh, they want to do something in their life and they are still trying and doing. But the moment they 
face the failure, the first failure, uh, they get into depression. And it is very, it becomes difficult for them to, you know, come out of that. So if you can guide them that, you know, what are the three top things which they can do to come out of um, that kind of phase and the mindset, uh, that will be really helpful. Correct, correct. Uh, of course, you know, clinical depression, very different thing. I'm not, you know, you should definitely go to uh, uh, some qualified person, but I think you mean more like, you know, being in that state Absolutely. of inactivity where you're not able to figure out anything, but you're also cooped up, right? Uh, yeah. I, I think taking action is uh, very, very important in this scenario. So I think that's one of the things I did, right? Like I did a bunch of things. I did not just, you know, uh, when you're trying to figure things out, it's important to experiment, right? Uh, if you're not doing anything, then there is, I mean, so how I want to put, put uh, okay, I know how to put this across. So just by, so I'll give you an example. So when I started attending the events at your story, what I was essentially doing is increasing my luck surface area, right? As in, when I'm attending any of these events, I'm meeting like 40, 50 people, right? Yeah. That, that there could be one or two people within this 40, 50 people who I, you know, converse with, uh, gel with, um, you know, I figure out there is some skill that I can help them with. They are looking for someone like me and, you know, somehow we uh, get together and we start working or maybe I'm an off offered a job or whatever. So what I'm trying to say is, if you, and by the way, things have changed drastically, right? I'm talking about 2013 into 2022. You don't need to go out and meet people face to face at an event. Twitter is an event, right? Being on LinkedIn is an event. Uh, participating in uh, some sort of uh, Twitter spaces itself is an event, right? Uh, being part of a cohort based course is an event. That's how we, we know each other. So uh, that's what I mean. Like, you have to increase the surface area of luck. So try a bunch of things. Uh, it's perfectly fine. Like that, this is something that I keep telling young uh, people that, you know, first 10 years of your life, by the way, you know, if people even reinvent themselves at 40, 50, you know, Nike founders started the company at 50, right? But especially, specifically the first 10 years of your life, you have almost nothing to lose. Uh, of course, uh, there is some caveat here. There are a few people who, you know, their family depends on. So for them, it's not possible. So it's also, uh, you know, important to point out this privilege. But many of the people who will be hearing this are most likely will have the privilege of trying things out because, you know, their parents, I mean, at least they are upper middle class, middle class, right? So it's not like the family will struggle if they don't have a job. So that means you can take some of these decisions. You can leave your job if you don't like it. But the most important thing is to keep trying, keep experimenting, uh, you know, keep talking to people, um, become part of the communities. This is something that I tweeted about, you know, in 2022, the only thing stopping you from hanging out, uh, you know, people who are like you, is yourself like in 2013 you can say you know i oh i am in i don't know uh jamshedpur right there is no one talking about startups here but in 2022 you can be in you know uh, a remote place in 
himachal and still be able to interact with people from across the world not just india right so yeah that's that's what i would uh, recommend yeah thank you thank you so much and um, um, there are a couple of scenarios uh, which i would like to present that uh, you know there are many many times i have figured out uh, while talking to uh, people that you know um, they find themselves clueless so you know during their growth journey that what to do where to go so was there any phase in your life wherein you felt that oh i am now clueless what to do uh yeah clueless i mean imposter i feel like every day uh clueless maybe not but yeah definitely uh, uh you know multiple times and um, that was one of the reasons why i left byju's right uh because i mean apart from the personal loss of course when 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 something like that happens in your life you start evaluating everything about your life and then you're like okay do i see myself doing this two years for two years for the next three years for the next four years and by the way those timelines have only reduced now in 2022 because of the sheer number of options that people have i think those thoughts come to mind maybe on a weekly basis right uh, to many many people so yeah being clueless is perfectly fine uh again i will go back to my point of you know just experimenting trying things out uh i think no one has clue like even today i don't have any clue i mean i what i'm doing i know i do marketing for x company right i have gotten good at it over time but do i have a clue of you know let's be very honest i don't know what i'm doing with my life right like like i'm talking about the existential stuff right is this like like what gives me the most uh, happiness uh, what i'm not clueless about is the fact of building people up right so uh, what gives me most happiness is when someone from a different background uh, wants to shift into marketing and they come to me and by the way uh, uh, only because of the fact that at springworks we have that uh, uh, you know a privilege of allowing people to figure things out because if this was a series b series c company that would not be possible just as a side note but the very fact that someone comes from a background of mechanical engineering actually doing something related to mechanical engineering and they come to me and they're like you know i want to shift into marketing because i feel like that's what i want to do and i am able to i mean the company is able to when i say i i mean the company is able to afford them that chance and then i am able to train them along with other people on the team and see them uh, becoming a marketer those are the things that probably give me much more happiness than actually executing a campaign you know seeing the growth of the company and things like that so coming back to the point of you know being clueless yeah i've been clueless uh you know he, at several stages of my life but i think as long as you are taking action as long as you are trending forward in some way uh, i think you let just you just live with the fact that you know you will be clueless at some point absolutely thank you for sharing that abash so when you you know you just started talking about marketing uh, so how how did you land up in marketing i mean how did you decide that okay now i would like to try my hands in marketing was there any 
kick that oh this is something which i would like to do fantastic and it almost feels like now everything that i will say will be essentially you know keep experimenting keep trying things out because this this is exactly how i landed into marketing like i said at the beginning of the podcast i started my career in sales uh, i mean business Absolutely. development but it's essentially sales right at byju's and by the way side note highly recommend you know if someone is looking to become a marketer at least to do one any year of sales that just teaches you humility which will and you know empathizing with the user because you are talking to them right um that will help you throughout your marketing career but so what happened is like i said you know i was trying things out and then i started attending these your story events of course i was interested in startups and then you know one day shadha was giving me a lift from taj yashwantpur we had attended an event where she was a speaker i was just an attendee but you know by now shadha and everyone in the your story team knew me because i was there at every event uh, that your story was conducting so she was giving me a lift and she was like you know you know everyone uh, it feels like you understand this whole startup thing why don't you come and help us build a community community you know this is again 2013 right community is a very new thing back then so i said yeah why not and that's how my uh, stint at your story started so i started in community and then of course you know once you are in your story everyone writes startup stories right so at some point is like you know okay why not i also start writing because i was decently good at writing i wouldn't say uh, very very good but i i'm not talking about it from a english writing perspective but i understood storytelling i think better than many people so i started writing stories and then here uh, here is what happened so i was like the backup guy for the social media person right because it's a media company the social uh, uh, social media is 24/7 right because stories don't wait for saturday sunday monday whatever right so you have to do social media throughout the day throughout the week so whenever he would take off i would be the backup person and then the one once this person decided to leave all at a very very short notice you know uh, the other uh, team members from your story came and said see no one else understands social media you are the only one who has been doing it so you stop your writing thing and start doing social media so i was essentially forced into it right i was not very happy about it because i loved writing stories and i loved seeing these uh, huge number of people who would come and read these stories right that was a high uh, but then i was forced into it i had no other option and then everything i've learned i've learned on the job so i started with you know me uh, doing social media and then i would learn from here and there right spot some youtube video on a facebook group some marketer would be saying something i would try it out the beauty of your story was you know they allowed me to make a lot of mistakes and i made a lot of mistakes the beauty of your story was also that you know it was easier because you know there are a bunch of journalists and storytellers writing good stories so my job as a social media person was quite easy as in you know if the story itself is good essentially going to the fact that you know if the product is good marketing you know takes care of itself it was that sort of a thing so yeah then i uh, social media of course and then hired one more person and then you know a bunch of things email marketing whatever it entails right all of that i learned on the job and yeah that's is essentially the story of how i uh, uh, started in marketing oh great uh, so 
out of whatever you have shared so far or even if you have not shared i would like to understand you know uh one thing which you consider um as a big success in your professional life big success i think i've already mentioned it i think at this point you know in my career um it's it's the people who uh, you know again it see it seems very self obsessed kind of statement almost uh, you know that you know i am building people up but you know just the very fact that uh, someone comes with almost no knowledge or zero knowledge and then you are able to uh, you know impart some knowledge to them and then it, they just take off from there right then you know there is a stage where they don't need you anymore they start figuring things out on their own and uh, yeah then they just take this you know almost exponential leap and so there have been uh, uh, you know uh, an intern who joined in 2020 uh, the in the marketing team and you know i started uh, you know with him social media and uh, copywriting and all of this and over time he uh, we figured out that he he had a good knack for product and this is a person who has started internship in jan of 2020 at this point jan of 2022 this guy is a product manager of a full like trivia one of our products right so th- there is no other sense of accomplishment uh, uh, which can even come close to something like this like i'm not saying i had my hand in uh you know getting him from being an intern to a product manager of course you know product i had no idea about so it was because the ceo saw that you know spark in him that he could uh, take up a product role but what i'm saying is just the very fact that this person came in and from zero is now this other person right a completely different person uh that to me now feels like the biggest success if you'd asked me this question maybe 2 years back i would have told you something completely different uh but yeah at this point in my career it's just you know and that that's also one of the reasons why i see the impact of cohort based courses you know just this peer learning and you know some person who has experience they are taking time out of their busy schedule and imparting that knowledge you know building up other people uh, who are early in their careers or whatever like depending on whatever the cohort is right and uh, yeah that's that's why i want to scale it a little more i wouldn't say 50 100 200 people is not scale in terms of startup scale but you know uh, just you know impart this knowledge uh, to many more people uh, i think uh, definitely the biggest success was it was it a feeling of relief when he actually surpassed you and stepped up the ladder or was it a feeling of elation or was it something that you know it is a feeling of motivation to move and do more in on the similar lines so what was give me one word for that uh definitely elation definitely elation you know i um again don't want to lie i it was hard losing him because he was the best marketer on the team right but when you know some person can do much better at something else you, you know it's what's you know let them go right or that, that thing right uh, but yeah definitely definitely elation great abhash i think i've come across very few people in my um, 
career and professional journey who actually talk about uh, you know enhancing people and giving them helping hand and then seeing them you know stepping up the ladder as their own success so right. this is this is like incredible this is actually yeah, this, wonderful this sindhu also comes from the fact that you know many people have helped me uh, get to where i am today right now going back to the stories right number 1 i was completely clueless uh, till sixth semester of my college right i was wasting you know i mean of course i was going to class because 75% attendance requirement but every other waking hour i was spending watching tv series and movies and you know eating junk food and then this friend priyadeep like i said you know in seventh semester he was like kya kar raha hai chal ye kuch karte hain let's do something right and then i did this business plan competition and suddenly you know in 6 to 8 to 10 months now i have won several business plan competitions like us together and now i'm like oh there is you know this thing in me as well apart from you know i need not be wasting time i could i could be doing this and then when i left that there was a friend who got me into buy juice right so uh, again you have to shraddha shraddha gave me that opportunity almost on a whim right and i'm pretty sure maybe she had thought about it because she had seen me several times and all of that but i'm saying everything that i am today is because of the fact that someone took a chance on me um you know 10 years ago 8 years ago so it's only important that i do the same for someone else and you know 10x of that right because uh because of just the sheer nature of Uh, how we work today it is possible to do 10x of that right because of internet and uh, zoom and all of this so yeah yeah rightly said so through your experience you are actually creating experiences different kind of experiences for other people yeah which is which is great so uh, you know apart from your professional life if i we would like to know you know what are your interest areas you know if we don't want to talk about your work so from personal front so uh, what would it be interest areas yeah i think most most of the things these days are work in some way i mean i don't know if you want to call you know starting a fun podcast work but you know that those are the sort of things that take up so much of my uh, uh, you know uh, occupy my brain a lot Uh, you know starting a podcast with someone who i have a good rapport with and just discuss fun ideas right and um, so that's something that takes up my mind um uh, of course you know starting this uh, cohort based course just being a part of several different communities uh yeah so i don't know if there are any other hobbies as such at this point because Before, do you still play tennis that's what let me put it that way also i i can't because you know every time one is now it's raining for 6 months in bangalore and once it sta- stops raining you know a new wave of covid comes so essentially yeah no tennis for no cricket yeah. for 2 years now no tennis for uh, whatever 2 3 years now Uh, yeah but otherwise you know uh, cricket was something we used to do back at back at uh, 2019 uh, so spring works our work day started at 1 pm 
uh, we had you know made made this decision of working from 1 to 8 pm so as so that we could avoid the peak traffic hours and so that allowed you know members of the team to you know get to the ground at 6:30 am and you know play two matches of cricket so those are the sort of things we were able to do back then but yeah of course sports has gone out of the equation used to play badminton a lot uh, back then also because of the fact that you know there were there were more number of people in the city as in many people have moved back to their uh, towns and other cities right but yeah uh, again two years ago yeah i would have told you know yeah playing cricket running uh, tennis badminton all of that none of it is happening at this point hopefully it's you know i feel like this is the last of uh, the pandemic but let's see yeah we wish the same we wish the same and we wish that you actually get back to the ground yeah yeah, yeah. yeah definitely looking forward to it so if if i would like to move beyond your professional life so if you can then give us a little brief about your personal life who all are there sure sure so uh, on i am married so my wife uh my father passed away in 2012 but uh, mother mother is there uh, who had just had to send back home she was supposed to be here for the whole of january but then you know the cases started i had to send her back and then i have a sister who is a five year younger sister uh, who is also in bangalore oh lovely lovely that's good to know uh, so uh, coming back to your uh, professional journey so these are a couple of questions which i would like to ask is that you know what are your aspirations in the next 5 to 10 years would you like to build something new where do you want to see yourself 5 years is a long period of time like i, I you know i i also asked this question to uh, my teammates in one on ones and my timeline is you know what is your aspiration one year from now because you know things change so fast uh yeah i have no idea for 5 years from now that's too long of a period of time okay let uh, me just put it down to 2 years maybe 2 years from now <laughs> yeah no i i think you know like i said uh, one thing i definitely want to do is uh, to create a lot more um I, i mean i do tweet and post on linkedin but that's not creation let's be honest i mean at some level it is but that comes easy to me i'm saying something that mm-hmm. uh create something which helps me get out of my comfort zone and you know that's where the podcast comes into the picture uh the, there is a podcast that i do for at work uh but now i have done it for like you know 80 odd episodes so at this point it's quite easy for me um but and that's interview style right much easier compared to say doing a research uh based you know or if you're riffing ideas that sort of thing where it will take like you know 8 to 10 hours just to do the research itself so that is you know create a lot more i definitely want to teach uh you know again like i said uh whatever i've learned over the last 10 11 years doing marketing uh, or the other things but i feel like you know that's why i've held the niche of saas brand marketing because i feel like that's where most of my expertise is so i definitely would want to teach a lot more uh, because the challenge at this point is um, you know there is a lot of funding that has come in so lot many companies are growing very fast 
but the talent pool is very, very, very restricted. And unless practitioners uh, start teaching, start imparting that knowledge, that pool is going to remain uh, very small. So that's one thing that I want to do. Uh, I definitely, you know, have wanted to start some sort of a YouTube thing uh, for three, four years now. But I don't know. I don't know what I would do there. I mean, I mean of course, you know, the podcast can become like a podcast, right? Video podcast, but not that. I want to do something of my own on YouTube. So yeah, essentially what I'm saying is, you know, create a lot more uh, newsletters or something that I have always been a big fan of. Like even before the Substack boom, I, you know, bunch of newsletters, like 200 plus newsletters, I, uh, you know, had subscribed to evaluated and that sort of stuff. So I've always wanted to run my own newsletter, but these are, you know, some of the things which have been on the wish list for a very, very long time. I have not been able to get them off the ground. So while I uh, am able to, you know, not able to, while I keep giving advice to other people to, you know, just get it started, be consistent at the same time, you know, it's like Gandhiji namak wala scene. It's sorry, sugar wala scene, right? So someone came and said how to get rid of their sugar habit and Gandhiji told them to come after a week. And then he took that one week to get <laughs> rid of his bad sugar habit himself. So it's that thing, yeah. Uh, I definitely want to be doing more of creation. I think consumption at this point is 90%. Uh, 95% because you know tweets and LinkedIn posts don't take a lot of time so throughout the day I'm consuming a lot of content right but what am I producing very very less so I want that to be more like 50-50 okay great I think that's a great thought and um, we are sure that you know you would definitely launch it because that is what you are teaching everyone that yes, yes. shipping is more important shipping is more important <laughs> So uh, if I would like to know a little bit more about your upcoming um, SaaS brand marketing, CBC, what would it be? Sure. So uh, like I said, the idea is to uh, get a few people who have just gotten started in their uh, careers and are looking to mm -hmm. build their career in marketing and more specifically in the SaaS space, right? Uh, because... I mean, marketing in itself, if you think about it, uh, people say it's a creative endeavor and all of that. That is true for a very small percentage, right? Like if you're working in an agency or something, maybe you are required to do creative work. But most of it is playbook, playbooks, right? Especially when it comes to SaaS, B2B SaaS, uh, frameworks, playbooks and such. So that is the goal with this SaaS brand marketing uh, cohort is to transfer whatever you know I have learned or I have read elsewhere. I'm not saying I know everything, um, but from experiences, case studies, uh, share those frameworks, share those playbooks uh, so that these people who have just started their career, they can accelerate their learning path, right? So if I took three years to learn something, doesn't mean that you know the other people also should be taking three years, right? If someone can come in, do that intervention, teach them those frameworks. By the way, what I'm not saying is you, they might still make mistakes uh, because, you know, however much you learn, it only 
uh, you know, sticks to you if you make a mistake and then, you know, you're like, okay, and now I have learned how not to do this. But what I'm saying is you don't have to figure out everything on by yourself, right? There are playbooks, there are frameworks, there are people who have been there, who have done that, who have made many mistakes and learned from it. Uh, so yeah, why does everyone have to go through this, you know, longer path of, uh, you know, figuring things out? If I can take them to 70, 80% there, that's good enough, right? Because I have short-circuited that path. I've maybe reduced their learning time from three years to maybe six months. So that's the goal with this. Uh, of course, you know, I think it's pretty clear by the concept itself. So it's for B2B SaaS. And I'll only be focusing on the brand marketing side of things. So which is essentially, you know, uh, okay. So more importantly, what I will not be focusing on is the performance marketing. So running ads, that sort of stuff. And uh, brand marketing is essentially, you know, content marketing, SEO, uh, events marketing, uh, product marketing, of course, product marketing is a huge part of it. So yeah, those sort of topics. That's a brilliant thought. And we are eagerly waiting for this to launch. Oh yeah, this, this I'm pretty sure is going to launch. Uh, like I'm yeah. not sure about the timelines of when this podcast will come out, but most likely I will have launched it by the time this comes out. Oh, great, great. We would, so it's a, you know, we would definitely see that, you know, uh, we would be part of this. <laughs> so, um, uh, so lastly, um, any anything which you would like to share um which you would want people to know which you have not shared so far so far okay okay no so i i, I was going back to the question which we were discussing before we started hit the record button which is like have you not shared about your life which is very few things like i said no very social person social media person so i keep sharing everything if not on twitter linkedin or instagram um, but yeah, what would I like to share? Hmm. Given that I, I feel like, you know, younger people would be listening to this. That's what the sort of audience this podcast will have. These are things that I have, you know, written on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, but I want to reiterate for those listening that, you know, the way we are, the way we think about work has changed a lot, especially in the past uh, 22 months or so. And, you know, at least all of us here on the call have always worked in offices, right? I mean, except for the past 22 months. And there are a few things that come with that notion that work can only be done in office, right? If you have to grow in your career, you have to do an MBA, right? There is no other option. If you have to... Uh, as a young person, you cannot be given responsibility because you will make mistakes, right? So you have to go through the grind. You have to ghisso for like six, eight, 10 years, and then you will get a seat on the table, right? So all of these notions are, you know, surely, no, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, by 2025, definitely these notions will cease to exist. So essentially what I want to tell younger people who are just coming into the workforce is don't bother about workplace boomers. By the way, I have a trademark on this phrase, uh, word workplace boomers, which is, which is not to mention, 
I'm not, when I say workplace boomers, I don't mean the age of the person. But I'm talking about the mindset of the person. This mindset of the workplace boomer is that the only way to grow is to work in an office, get an MBA, and ragado and ghiso for six, eight, ten years. Those are all things that are out of the equation. There, you have enough optionality. Don't depend on, you know, there is another term. This is not my term, but polygamous careers are going to be a thing in three years, right? No one person will be working for a single company. If companies want anyone to work only for them, they will pay 3x, 4x more for exclusivity. This is These are the things that will start happening very, very soon. Things will change very, very fast. So, you know, see your career as a business. And in business, what you do, you build a product, right? And then you sell that product. So see yourself as a product, see your career as a business. And then, you know, think of it from that standpoint, you have optionality, you should not have a single stream of income, you should build multiple streams of income. Uh, you should not be restricted by geography, you can work for anyone anywhere in the world, you can work for yourself, of course, as well. And um, yeah, you definitely don't need an MBA. In 2022, there are easier, cheaper ways to, uh, you know, learn things. Uh, that is by building things. That is by being part of communities that you would like to hang out in. This is another point, right? Like for the past, whatever, 40, 50 year old office work is only 50 year, year old, right? Before that people used to work in factories and such. And there has been this reliance on your employer to give you that uh, social life, right? So you only bond with employees that you work with. Once you are done with work at 7, 7.30 p.m., you go out with them, you drink with them, you go to their house parties. Only friends you make, I mean, 90% of the friends you make are either friends that you had in college, if they happen to be, you know, living in your vicinity. But otherwise, everyone else is just, you know, people who you have worked with or are working with. That is another concept that has gone out of the equation now with remote work. More and more of remote work, even if you're working in a hybrid setting, it's possible for you to find a community of like-minded people. There is a community for every possible niche on the internet. Like if, if you're obsessed about, you know, board games, you will find thousands of communities of board game enthusiasts. So you don't have to hang out with people who don't understand you, who are totally unlike you, just because of the fact that you spend eight hours with them in office. So yeah, those, those are some of the things that I am very, very, uh, some people think that's an extreme opinion, but I feel like it will be a very regular opinion in two to three years. No, this is wow. I mean, this is quite motivating for those youngsters, what you have uh, rightly said. And they can actually explore things, um, you know, apart from focusing on pedigree and MBA. So they don't have to get, go in depression and, you know, live in stress that, oh, I do not have this pedigree. I do not have this MBA. I'm not from IIT, Harvard. Um, but yes, so, uh, but I can do something and do something great in life. So thank you very much for actually sharing that, Amash. Um, so I, in the last, I would like to, you know, 
give gratitude and say thank you thank you very much for being there on our podcast and you shared some very critical and important points for our listeners uh, so thank you thank you again abash no problem at all uh, great talking to you folks and you know all the best for the podcast again pleasure being episode number 1 and uh, yeah just wish that you know this goes to episode 100 and what like the next year or this year oh yeah it's already 2022 this year it hits 100 episodes that's my wish for you folks thank you thank you so much, thank you so much.